welcome to the Empathic Mastery Show. I'm your host, Jennifer Moore, and I'm so glad you're here. This is a place where we talk about what it means to be highly sensitive and empathic, how this impacts all aspects of our lives, and we explore tools, resources, and solutions so we can shift from absorbing all the thoughts, feelings, and energy of the world around us to being beacons for calm, love, and healing. Hey there, everybody. I am so delighted to be bringing my next guest on, Jason Medlock. We've been actually going back and forth a little bit to get him into the chair and to have him here because I got to be on his podcast a while ago. And Jason's energy is so enthusiastic, is so warm, and is so infectious that I was like, I have to bring you on the show. And he's also really, really magical and woo. So he totally fits here. As a quantum healing hypnotist, mindset performance coach, and energy healer, among other roles, Jason Medlock provides a unique exploration of various spiritual modalities. With a profound understanding of human potential and a passion for empowering others, he has dedicated his career to helping business owners, athletes, and everyday working individuals become exceptional leaders capable of achieving their goals with unwavering confidence. His groundbreaking book, Empowered by Consciousness, which was released in October of 2023, is a transformative manual for self-discovery and personal development that simplifies complex concepts and offers practical techniques for their application. And you can find the link to the book in the show notes. It serves as a roadmap to transformation, offering a unique perspective on our ability to shape our reality. This insightful and transformative work serves as a valuable companion for those seeking deeper self-awareness and personal growth. His goal is to encourage others to find their spiritual paths and to help them expand their thought processes, unlock their potential, and create a fulfilling life. Jason's journey is one of wisdom, aspiring to influence others to live authentically and in alignment with their desired lives. Jason, welcome. I am so thrilled that you are here. Jen, I'm happy to be here. And I can remember the last time we were on my show and I read her bio and you did so awesome. (laughs) You know, I think I stumbled a few times when I was reading yours, but you did so awesome. And, and thank you for that introduction. And uh, I cannot express how uh, happy I am to be here and to just really talk some magical stuff with you. Oh, I can't wait. And one of the things we're going to be talking about, you guys, is QHHT, quantum healing hypnosis technique that was created by the amazing, now on the other side, teacher and practitioner Dolores Cannon which it was Jason who turned me on to her. And then I'm like, I have to learn this. So I actually went ahead and studied it myself because it's so powerful. And so we're going to be talking about like past life stuff. We're going to be talking about hypnosis. We're going to be talking about healing techniques. We're going to be talking about even like the illusion of life and how we get so caught up in all these things. But before we go into all the things, Jason, I always love to start at the beginning. Talk to me about you. Talk to me about what it was like to be a kid, to be a sensitive person. Did you know you were super sensitive or that you were magical or an empath or intuitive or however you define it when you were really little? Like, when did you start like getting the shine? Well, at nine years old, uh, not right in the book, I was curious. I was in church playing with toys, playing with action figures. And just never really could figure out where was he? Where was God? And we did a lot of praying and sitting up and standing down. But I was just wondering where he was. So I was very, very inquisitive. And I would ask my uh, sister and my mom a thousand questions. You know, where is God? Who is God? Uh, Why didn't we see him today at church? Well, God is a spirit. Okay, at some point, I know I'm going to see him. So just really, really trying to come to grips with you know, my whole, you know, being and just being in church. I'm, I grew up Methodist and 
you know, I believe in God, but I just didn't see him at an early age. I was wondering, where are you? But, you know, as I grew, you know, was able to move into college, my sister introduced me to the affirmation of faith, you know, sort of like, you know, daily affirmations. And I was seeing these affirmations and saying these, saying the affirmations over and over. And I led the team in tackles. You know, I set a school record in tackles. And I had, I was on the honor roll, dean's list. I'm like, okay, this is working. Okay. And then I'm like, okay, well, she's only giving me these words. But that was my first introduction into using metaphysics and then being, you know, involved with metaphysics. So after that, my sister kind of worked, she was guiding me and we moved uh, years later. She introduced me to The Secret. Mm-hmm. And I know we all have seen The Secret. And uh, I'm like, wow, vision boards, law of attraction, and, you know, just the whole understanding of metaphysics. And I was just hooked. So from then on out, we would do vision boards every year. And I would, you know, do my vision board. And most of it would come to fruition. Wow. I'm like, man, am I, yeah. you know, what kind of gift do I have? Or is it just that I'm using this these modalities to actually work in my favor? And yeah. then COVID-19 hit, which forced me to spend more time with me. Yeah. And that's when the spiritual awakening happened. And Jen, I got to tell you, the first book I read was uh, Elizabeth Womack's The Lessons of the Twelve Archangels. Angels. It just completely changed my life. It pierced my soul mm-hmm. and it moved me towards bringing in a spiritual coach. And then from there is the rest was history. I mean, yeah. I know I can go on and on about my journey and out of body experiences that I experienced and trying to get to the Akashic Records one night. And I ended up in the corner of my room at the top ceiling, staring at my body sleep. <laughs> so there were a that, lot that, of different it things. Sounds like you took a detour from the record halls. <laughs> or didn't quite get I, you there. You know, uh, Bob Monroe for Journeys, Journey to the Far Side. I mean, I read both of those books and I was so just amazed with out of body experience. And but I kept trying and trying and trying, and it never worked for me. Yeah. And Aaron Aaron Pavlin's book, she has a she has a book on how to leave the body. And I read her book and I got a better understanding. And from her book, I'm like, oh, I get it. I have to go backwards. And now I need to learn how to meditate. So I went backwards and then started to incorporate meditation into my daily and got really, really good at it. You know, as a matter of fact, because, you know, obviously when you're trying to induce an OBE, you need to have a level of stillness level of peace and not sleep, but awake, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still very still. And I learned how to do that. That is not how I got out the body. I got out the body trying to visit the Akashic record. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a YouTube video one night and I was, uh, you know, going through all the steps to uh, go to the Akashic records and find out, you know, my vibratory string and, you know, all these lives that I've lived and what's my path. And the next thing you know, I felt my entire body start up like a car engine, like a lawnmower was being pulled. It was just trembling all over. And I remembered all the techniques that I learned in Bob Monroe's book and in Aaron Pavlin's book. And what I did was I used the rope technique. And I pulled myself out the body. And and next thing you know, I was in the corner of the ceiling and I went through the house and, you know, floated around. And by remote, always said, once you get out of the body and you experience uh, whatever you experience, go back and write it down Mm -hmm. as soon as you come back so you can match it and make sure it wasn't a lucid dream Uh and that it was real. uh Mm -hmm. And I did that. So from there, I started to just devour information and uh, got a spiritual guide who helped me. I started to learn the channel. I started, I became a level three galactic energy healer. I started to really, really work in the penal gland field and try to do a lot of research and understand that. I went and got certified as a hypnotherapist and went and got 
just like you did, quantum healing hypnosis and trying to put these modalities together. And I'm a sort I'm a remote viewer, a scientific remote viewer. Then I got another coach and I learned associate remote viewing. But moving all these modalities what is associate together. Remote viewing? Associate remote viewing is the type of remote viewing that allows you to predict future events. Oh, okay. Wow. Scientific remote viewing is uncovering objects, uncovering places, things that are unknown to you and unknown to the person who's actually conducting the session. Like, for instance, in my book, Empowered by Consciousness, I do a remote viewing session on Skinwalker Ranch. And if you ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch, all the shows they have on, you know, a lot of them on YouTube now, but they were on A&E, I believe. This series of all these paranormal, unearthly events that were happening on this ranch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did a remote viewing session on the ranch by, with my remote viewing instructor, with scientific remote viewing instructor, Tony Sivalele. And he gave me basically a number. Four, I mean, an eight-digit number. And the way that you uncover different things or... Um, they'll have a picture of, let's say, a World War III boat or, you know, a baseball or the sun or the moon. And it'll be a picture and they'll give you a four digit code. And from that code, it's the same thing you would do as an intuitive, as an empath. You know, you give the code and your subconscious mind gives you the answer once you draw the ideogram. Mm-hmm. And the ideogram is is a squiggly line, and you just put your hand on the pencil and you just let it move. And then you touch it with your finger or you touch it with the pencil. And immediately the subconscious mind will give you an impression, will give you an answer or an idea on exactly what that object is. Right. So we go right. through these different steps in scientific remote viewing. It's just like being a psychic but it's broken down with scientific steps. Nice. So we did a we did a different version of scientific remote viewing because we knew the target. So most of the time you don't know the target. And I was able to see huge tunneling up under the ranch, huge crafts. Didn't know what kind of crafts, but I sketched. It was just huge craft, humanoid type beings. I don't know if they were human or not, but they had two hand, two arms, legs, humanoid type beings. And I saw a lot of nuclear, you know, the symbol, the nuclear symbol that says mm-hmm. do not enter like the three little dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw a lot of those there. And I saw running water. You know, so I've detailed a lot of this in the book on there's something, some sort of facility under Skinwalker Ranch. Associate remote viewing I use to predict future events, find people. I write about it in the book. I found a dog in Connecticut. One of my colleagues communicates with animals. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. one of her clients called her and said, hey, listen, we've lost our dog. Mm. So she says, oh, I can feel that he's afraid, but I can't locate him. Let me call Jason. He can use remote viewing to find him. So she called me and only thing I needed uh, was for the client to send me a picture and send me four digits. And she did that. And I used the four digits and I did the ideogram. But then I mixed in associate remote viewing with it. And I started rubbing on the photo. And I meditated before that. And I started rubbing on the photo. And then, you know, tell me where this uh, dog is. And she kept rubbing on the photo. And I just started sketching. I sketched a park with a tall fence with electrical towers and with people that were sitting out picnicking with a river or some sort of pond running through the middle. So when I sent the sketch to the lady, she was like, that's the park down the street. Yeah, those are, those are the towers. We know where that is, but he's not there. So I said, okay, let me continue to work. So I continued to work. And I got the impression that he was right by a huge tree. Mm-hmm. And I started to sketch the tree. And I still had the fence right there because the fence just kept going and going. 
she called me back and says, Jason, we found him. I says, I was about to call you and say, hey, I think he's by a tree. She says, no, we found him stuck under a fence. And it was a tree next to the fence. Uh-huh. Yes. So that's yeah. associate remote viewing. Predicting future events. I've predicted games, uh, NFL, NBA. I learned this trade, this craft, from uh, a gentleman who's in Hawaii. He is the top psychic in Hawaii. His name is David Wallace. And David taught me how to associate remote view. Stocks. Uh, I can pretty much at a 46%, 45% clip rate, know when a stock is going to go up, down. The outcome of games. He taught me how to do WNBA games. Uh, he taught me to uh, look at business decisions that clients may make and to do an associate remote viewing session. And the session will only give you a yes or no answer. Sort of like the sway test. Yes. Yeah. We're yeah. working with So you get a yes or no. Exactly. And we're using principles from Russell Targ. He's one of the pioneers of remote viewing. And he, Russell Targ, and associate remote viewing, he created a formula that we use that gives us, if we're under 3.5, then that's a no. If we're over 3.5, and it's a yes. After we go through all these tastes, touch, smell, texture, uh, temperature, we go through all these different senses, and we use pictures to actually guide us in the right direction. We use 10 photos and we pick out these photos in the envelope. And I know I don't want to bore the audience, but you know, we pick these photos out and then we put them down and then we sketch, we touch the photos. I'm mean, sorry, we, we touch the envelopes and we sketch what we think is in the envelope. In whichever envelope, we open up one envelope and we look at the sketch. Then we open up the other envelope and we look at the sketch. Whichever one is the closest, we rate it. Mm-hmm, and then we give mm-hmm. this one a rating. And then once we get those numbers, and we do the calculation. If it's 3.5, hey, that's the one that's a yes. If it's lower than that, then that's a no. But David Wallace, outstanding psychic. He's a remote viewer. He's a medical remote viewer. Uh, he taught me how to predict things using associate remote viewing. So, yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. Sounds amazing. I'm like, oh, my God, you're telling me about something else I'm going to need to go and study. <laughs> I want to go back <laughs> to something. Because yeah, sure. um, there is something you said that kind of like I'm like thinking it sort of tickled my brain about how you kind of like the veil or the, you know, your energy body was pierced right around the time of the pandemic. And I know that for a lot of people going from ordinary life to magical life can be a bit of a transition. Like it can be kind of an interesting thing. I'm curious, what was it like for you? Were you already leaning towards the spirit? Like you said, you had a spiritual awakening. So I'm sort of imagining like you kind of like were asleep and then you woke up. What was it like for you to embrace this identity and how did the people around you respond to all of a sudden Jason is talking about remote viewing and past life regression and like how is it for you especially like as a man in this culture well at first you know I was introduced to the secret So I was already dabbling in the law of attraction and vision boarding. So I knew that if you put your mind to something, then, you know, it attracts to you. You know, I knew about vibration. I was already a UFO guy, you know, uh, documentary guy. I was already knowing that, you know, uh, uh, there was more to it. So I was already a part of that group. So you you didn't exactly have a spiritual awakening at the pandemic as much as it's like you came to another level of spiritual awakening. Like you were already more awake than the other. Oh, I was already there as far as I was woke. But the spiritual awakening actually did happen during the pandemic. When I started to, so so I was already woke and people were fine with me then. And I I still, I was was a construction executive and it was okay to, you know, do all that. When I, when the pandemic happened and I started moving more towards within it's one day 
I'm looking at documentaries. I'm a documentary junkie. Elizabeth Womack was speaking on a show. She's been interviewed by, I forget her name. I love her. She's on Gaia. I forget her name. But anyway, she was, she was being interviewed and she talked about the book. And I'm the type that I see an interview. I, if I hear a podcast and they, they talk about a book, I go find it on uh, Amazon. I look at it a little bit. I buy it. I read this book and it moved me in directions I did not. I just, I thought that everything that the book was talking about, you know, how God, you know, created the galaxy with these vibrant colors and how, you know, all of these different purple fire, uh, blue and pink, all of these colors that they use in these prayers and how Angel Michael and uh, the Archangel uh, Luther, all these archangels, how they played a part in creating the earth and all the prayers that she talked about and the way the book, it just really, really moved me to a place where I was trying to change my life. Mm. I did, I, you know, simultaneously, I wanted, I didn't, I wanted nothing to do with being in corporate America anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I slowly moved myself out of that. I'm no longer in it. I started to explore a lot of things with consciousness versus UFO study and and um, we're not alone and stuff like that. I move more towards consciousness and love, unconditional love, light, the beautiful essence of transcending with transcendental meditation, just trying to figure out myself and how I could hear. I could actually hear my higher self speaking once I was able to embrace love and light because we're made of uh, light and sound and love is at the center of everything. So the awakening was happening in that vein. And I did not, and I was talking about this to different people in my circle got smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's just like you said, Jen, people were like, what in the world is he talking about? <laughs> so when I was talking about UFOs and and I was really knowledgeable, yeah, the base is on the moon and yeah, we, you know, Mars it has an atmosphere. You're right. You're right. Once I start talking about love and light and consciousness and dimensions, the alchemy of nine dimensions by Barbara Hancock-Claw and just different books, uh, Angel Words by Doreen Virtue, and, you know, how to speak vibrant, uh, in high vibration all the time. People started looking at me differently, and I did not care. So my circle got very, very small, including family. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah. that one got real small. I think especially so sister, family. They, they seem very Especially often, family. They are often if our you wanna, critics. Yeah. <laughs> there are some people in your family that really, really will turn on you the closer you get to God, but they want you to get to God the way they got to God through, through right. church and Right. You, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. No. But I was aware of God in church. I believe in God. But now I figured out I could speak to him one-on-one through, you know, some people say prayer. I do it through meditation. Mm-hmm, I do it through mm-hmm. my chakras. Mm-hmm. I do it through the crown chakra, moving all the way down to the heart chakra, then walking down a long corridor and then opening up the door and sitting on this illuminated bench. And then calling out, oh, you can you connect? I am here. And that's another meditation I'll talk to you about later on in the show. So I was going through it. And, you know, all these different modalities started to pop up. Oh, you need to do this. You need to learn how to remote view. You need to learn how to have an out-of-body experience. I mean, I left my body more than once. I mean, I've flown over the Florida Keys. I've... I've gone some places. I've flown in my neighborhood, over my house. And when I started to talk about that stuff, my circle got real small. And people yeah. thought that, oh, my God, what's going on with Jason? The only person that really stuck by me was my sister. And she mm. was sort of my spiritual mentor until I found a spiritual teacher. But yeah, Jen, um, my circle got real small after... Real small. After reading um, Elizabeth Womack's book, The Twelve Art Angels, which is a brilliant, I read that book maybe, uh, I was reading it biannually after I finished it 
the second time I started reading it by annually. And, and how do you spell really, her really... name? Because I was, I just tried. Yeah, I think it's Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-Z-A-B-E-T-H, Womack. Mm-hmm. Is it M-O-C? So I looked up Elizabeth Womack, M-A-C-K, and I found a whole bunch of, I found a bunch look of for the, like conventional people, but I, so I was wondering. Look, look for the 12, the 12 archangels. The 12 archangels. Okay. Yes. Lessons from the 12 archangels. Lessons that's the name from of the, the 12 book. archangels. Okay. Thank yes, you. Yes, so, yes. because that certainly sounds, I'm imagining that there are a bunch of people who are listening right now who are like, I need to check out this book. And I, I quoted her several times in my book. That book has such an impact on me. When I started quantum healing hypnosis, a lot oh, of the principles. Belinda that I, Womack. That's why. I, ooh, I'm sorry, Belinda Womack. Um, <laughs> I am so sorry. Yeah, I'm like I. You know, you do exactly what I do. I don't know if this is. Exactly we read so many books. Well, not <laughs> only that, I don't know about you, but I have. There's vibrational names that remind me of each other. But they don't have to yes. sound at all alike. And so, like, for example, the name Rachel and the name Stephanie link up for me. So I wonder if right. for you, like Belinda and Elizabeth, which also the L and the B, like, I totally get it. I Like, that's the kind of thing that I tend to do is I think in terms of energy signature of a name, not necessarily the actual sound of the name. So, And what's so interesting about you know, reading a lot of different books and, and connecting all these modalities, they all have certain ingredients that you have to perform to move into that space. Yeah. You know, so let's uh, talk if about you are a psychic, well, grounding, meditating or yoga or whatever you use to, to um, move your brainwave states to different levels. And then being able to decipher from the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, you know, because there are two people, I'm not about people, there are two entities that compete with each other. And the more you are in this beautiful space in transcendental meditation, I'm a TMer. I uh, mm-hmm. meditate twice a day, 20 minutes. So the more I transcend lower and lower and just be there in peace, I can always tell when the conscious mind is speaking and when the subconscious mind is speaking. And this is very, very critical when you're using scientific or associate remote viewing, because when you hit the ideogram or when you touch the page, the low line piece of information always comes right then in 1.3 seconds, 1.4 seconds. That's the answer. After that, so the conscious mind answers for you. Yes. The ego Thank starts you. to get in the way. The I ego have, gets in the way. I have and seen I came this. face to face with my ego after I took psychedelics too. We'll talk about that as well. I have had that experience. It's interesting. I facilitate Akashic record work with people at times. And one of the things I've noticed is I can see the answer drop in for them because I take people to the halls and I teach them how to read their records. And I can see them seeing things. And then I see the doubt come in. And it's like, I've actually gotten into the habit of teaching my students to just guess. Because I believe that, like, if you guess, you're going to get the answer. Because you don't, like, guessing frees it up. So it's not that, like, you're just guessing. But it's like that the subconscious gives us that answer instantly. And then it's all of the second guessing and the thinking and the, did I really have that thought? You know? Well, so, well, you yeah. know this, the left side of the brain wants to know the right answer, yes. wants to be on time, wants to know why, wants to say, oh, I'm waiting on you to hypnotize me. Yeah. The left side of the brain, the memories, the pictures, mm-hmm. you know, the creative side. So we have to weaken the conscious mind, which is most of the left side of the brain. We have to weaken it. And the way you weaken it is through quiet time, through meditation, through yoga, through whatever modality you use to mindfulness, whatever you're using to move yourself into a lower state of beta, uh, mm-hmm. uh, sambulistic mm-hmm. uh, as, yeah. as well, and yeah. sit there in peace and contemplate. And when you have 
thoughts that come in, let them be. Yeah. Let them yeah. be. Because if you want to remove them, we never remove thoughts. We can kind of make them softer just by using a mantra. And we soften those thoughts up and they will just slowly fade. But the thoughts, when they originally come, while you're trying to move into this space, into this peace, they can be construed as um, stress being relieved. And that's how we're taught in Transcendental, that the thoughts come, that means that stress is being relieved. But as you keep going, use the mantra to smooth them out and continue on your journey. So the left side of the brain, the conscious mind, so to speak, can be very powerful. And that's why in quantum healing hypnosis, you have to keep talking to the client, keep talking to them, get them comfortable. No one, they will never work for you until they're comfortable, until they're trusting you. And you know that lingo. (laughs) And and it's just fabulous. We can go a lot of different directions with this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah. So I love how, you know, so what did you, so going back to talking about just the fact that you embraced these amazing things and you started being able to, like, you really said yes to all these things and your world got narrower or your community got narrower. I'm sort of imagining that that was temporary because now you have this podcast and you have this spiritual community. So I'm kind of imagining like it got narrower to, and then it expanded. It got narrower, narrower until I just continued to talk about it. And mm-hmm. then people start saying, okay, 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 Medlock. They call me Medlock. Okay, Jason. Okay. Talk to me about what you're talking about. And it's like, I'm not a pastor. I'm not talking about religion. Yeah. I'm just talking about, wow, the relationship you can have with yourself is incredible. Incredible. You must try it. Yeah. And that's the only thing. And once when people started to to really hear me, because everybody is very, very protective of their religion. Yeah. Gene, you're not talking about religion ever on your show. We're not talking about that. We're only talking about these beautiful modalities that we all are able to access. And one, one thing I forgot, the reason why for myself and probably for a lot of men and maybe some women it's the emotions we will yes. not our emotions are so balled up and so tough we were grown up to be you be tough and you don't cry when uh you playing football it's about being a man out here and you need to be a man to take care of your family and your emotions are not realized right and right that's i learned that i was getting nowhere with meditation, I was getting nowhere uh, with a lot of different things until I had the spiritual breakthrough and my I, I started to allow myself to feel mm. and, mm-hmm. and to love. Not, not to say I couldn't love people, but to love unconditionally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and just to, if someone had a problem and I'm listening to them, yeah, yeah, okay, well, yeah, okay, okay, cool, I, I have an answer for you. Now, when they're talking to me, I try to move into their chakras and feel, understand. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Really feel what they're feeling. And that allowed me to move at a light speed pace. All the different modalities I was learning. So because I gave up this steel curtain as a man and started to allow myself to feel. But all these friends came back. I I did the podcast, didn't care who saw it, didn't care who was like, what is he doing? And um, after season three, we're going to move into season four uh, here pretty soon. uh, People starting to get used to it and they're starting, hey man, I I saw your show. Hey, you know what? That's real. That's true. The subconscious mind, sometimes you, they're excited about it. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm in season three. Um, I had sort of a uh, kind of like a mock one season once so I've done two season ones, but the first season one doesn't really count. <laughs> so I'm in season three and I'm only now like people are now starting to come back. Oh my God, I listened to this episode and I heard this thing, yes. but it's like, it takes a while for people to like catch on and just be like, yes. you know, listening to this stuff for sure. Yeah. It yeah. does. It, you yeah. know, it, it takes a while. It does. 
It really does. Um, and it takes a while for people to get comfortable with spiritual concepts. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. in a way, it's like, and what you said, I think there's this bears repeating. You just kept talking about it. You know, I think so often as sensitive people, as intuitive people, as magically oriented or spiritually oriented people, we hide our light under the under a bushel. We we keep silent. We think like, oh, people are going to think I'm really weird if I talk about this. So I'm just going to like, I'll keep this to myself. But it's like you said, if you talk about it enough, people start coming out of the woodwork. People start saying, oh, yeah, I had that experience when I was nine. This happened to me. And like a lot more of us are oriented this way than I think we realize. I can tell you how it happened with a few people. And I see it more and more. They'll start yeah. off by saying, I had this dream. Mm. Man, I had this dream. And, and then they'll just talk. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, your dreams are real. Your higher self, your subconscious mind will never, I mean, puts dreams in your thoughts. You don't just dream on your own. Dreams are placed there for a reason. And I would tell my friends that, and they would talk about these dreams. I said, well, possibly that it's not possible that did happen. And maybe it happened in a parallel life has already happened or is happening right now. So pay close attention to your dreams. And then also have a dream diary and write down every dream you have. Because your higher self is trying to send you a message. They're sending you, they're putting this dream before you so that you can make a decision at some point in the current lifetime. Yeah. I get such precise information in my dreams. Um, like a couple of weeks ago, I broke out in what I thought was poison ivy, but only on my torso and only in a couple little patches, but it was pretty uncomfortable. And I had this vivid dream like a couple of days later or a day or two later about chicken pox. I didn't really think much about it until I suddenly realized I started looking at or discovered that shingles and chicken pox look almost identical. And mm -hmm. uh, not chicken pox, shingles and poison ivy rashes look almost identical. And I was like, oh, this is that. And shingles are related to chicken pox. And so it was like, I will have these dreams where my subconscious will give me clues about something that's going on or like very precise information. And it's amazing if we pay attention right. to our dreams, what our dreams will show us and teach us. It's incredible. Jean, very precise, very yeah. precise information, Jean. And I'm glad you said that because I'm almost done. And I'm ashamed to say this with my certification for Soul Speak. And that's with Julia Cannon. With Julia and Cannon, yes. If you, yeah, if you study Julia's book, yes. and all the work that Dolores has done, Dolores has gotten the answer to every illness that man can think of. And Julie is already a nurse. So she she put these in chronological order with, not, not chronological order, but she put these in order with the, the illnesses. And then she yeah. then wrote the response. And it reminded me of what you just said. So skin irritation. And I don't know about heart, but it's a message. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever, whatever, you know, we just have to look it up in her. And, and I have the book. But it's a message. Everything that happens to us, whether it be cancer, we know that it's hate, hate of self, hate of someone. We yeah. know that. Uh, what's the uh, right here? The, um, um, thymus or thyroid? Or the thyroid. The, the thyroid, yeah, the thyroid is yeah. the person who doesn't feel they have a voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we know the different, and that's how we diagnose our clients. And then you know this, we diagnose our clients and we was like, okay, feels like they don't have a voice because they have thyroid issues. So now I kind of know when I go back, and I know we're going to talk about this a little later, when I move them through the different past lives, I'm listening closely on what's going on and I'm asking yeah. the right questions. So, you know, messages, we, our higher self will always, always give us the message, whether it's a correct whether it's a, I hit my knee on the table, uh, whether it's some sort of um, disease, these items manifest in our current lifetime as what I just mentioned, wrecks, diseases, whatever. There are messages. And like Dolores says, the messages that we told our spirit guides or the people who are working with us while we were incarnated, 
hey, if I get go too far right, if I go too far left, send me a message. And exactly. And, and that's one of the things that, that I've also, I also have a copy of Soul Speak and have, have listened to Julia's book. And and that is clearly one You know, she has a certification on that too. Ah, yeah. That's one of the things that I noticed with like, that almost always, and I know this for myself, that almost always when a health situation comes up, it is a correction. Like it's a correction to the direction that I'm going in. And sometimes it's your, hey, you're going in the wrong direction. You need to recalibrate. Sometimes it feels to me like it's like a balancing or a correction in the sense of this is something that's been in you or has been, you've been, your body has had for a while. And now we're just going to let it precipitate up and out to shift. In the case, I believe of the shingles, I had been doing some work with some antiviral stuff. And all of a sudden it's like this virus that's been living in my system since I was like eight years old and got shingles. All of a sudden it's like, or not shingles, chicken pox. All of a sudden it's like the virus is just like precipitating up and out. But I think that so often health things are our body's way of trying to right things, our body's way of trying to correct things. And, and this kind of leads to what you and I were sort of talking about before, but just like the, the long story of the soul that, you know, the fact that this life is just one part of something so much greater. And if I had to, uh, if I had to diagnose it right now, anything that's an irritant, anything that's eczema, shingles, chicken pops, an expression of the skin, probably you were burned in a different lifetime. Yes. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, you yes. and I were talking about that before. Absolutely. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that's not that's not something that's required for this particular lifetime. So if we ever get together and do a session, I would ask for that to be removed mm -hmm. because it's not required. It is not required. It Why does Jen required. need this? Right, right. Well, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I actually, I honestly believe in this case, it is something very old that is is clearing. Like, it just feels like it's just like, yep, it's clearing. It's moving out. It's, it's done its job. And now it's time to let go. Um, We've got you about... Know I, you know what I... Cool. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Jen. I was, I was just going to say, say we've got about like we've got about like 20 minutes before we hit the the absolute. You know, we we hit that sort of like 60 minute mark, and I definitely want to talk about like past life stuff with you. And let's you know, do it because yeah. we're gonna have to do part three. On I my think we show, are. Get I you think you and I. Well, and I was <laughs> thinking like you and I, and then maybe like you and I do part three on your show, and then we do part four on mine because uh, we could talk exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about past life stuff. All right. Past life regression. The way I learned past life regression, before I even started with quantum healing hypnosis, I learned meditative past life regression. And my spiritual teacher, Chloe Moores, she taught me. She would take me through a deep meditation. It would be guided. And it's the same as a hypnosis session. Yeah. But she fine was line like, between you know, guided meditation and hypnosis. In it's my a experience, fine line. Fine line. And yeah. she told me, I don't like hypnosis. I'm going to do a guided meditation. And now that I'm so proficient at hypnosis now, I'm like, I think that was a guided meditation. She, I mean, a hypnosis session she did. Exactly. But she moved, she got me calm and we recorded this and, and she moved me, you know, just moving me through um, this soothing conversation, visualization have me visualize certain things. And, and then she said, now uh, we're going to talk about the places that you've been and where you are right now. And tell me what you see. Sort of like our deal. Mm -hmm. And the first experience I had when I was under regression um, was I was laying, and I write about this in the book, I was laying in the back of a wagon I was mm. a white lady with red hair and mm -hmm. I was pregnant. I was having a baby and it looked like in the Western time. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, I'm, a, I'm a brother. So I'm thinking, I'm laying there, I'm like, oh, I'm having a baby. And I could feel the bumps and everything. And then she moved me from that space. And then I was, I saw a tiger. 
standing on top of rocks overlooking a valley. And I guess I was an animal at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And I was a little boy walking. I remember I had on some raggly clothes. Uh, the streets were pretty much dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in, a, there were a lot of uh, buggies and carriages going back and forth. I was a white, white child. Uh, my hands were dirty and yeah. someone was holding my hand. I was just walking, looking around at all the horses and the buggies. So my experience on doing past life regression as the regression E happened through meditative regression. And I did it on a few clients and it worked. But then, <laughs> then I was introduced to quantum healing hypnosis. Yes. And it's a totally different ball game than meditative yes. regression. Mm-hmm. A totally different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Past life regression helps us figure out which lifetime that's causing the current problem in this current lifetime. You know, someone may come to you and they're overweight. Someone may have be depressed about this or anxiety or what have you. We use past life regression in quantum healing hypnosis to figure out what or which lifetime did these issues arise. It may have arisen in the current lifetime sometimes. And I would get frustrated trying to perform past life regression as a level one. I would get frustrated because all of my patients were regressed to the same lifetime. It's because the subconscious mind, the higher self, that's where they want you to go. Right. They will never send you anywhere else outside of what's for the greater good of the particular, of, of the person that they're protecting. Yes. So regression, the past life regression, regression therapy is very, very helpful because when you move the client all the way down from middle theta, middle theta, to deep theta, to simulistic state. And then you then um, move them off the cloud and then you drop them off the cloud and then they're there. And then you move through the past lives. You know, do you have, uh, uh, do you, are you a boy or a girl? Do you have hands? We ask these, our clients, all kind of different things so they can realize themselves. Yeah. Because the only thing that's keeping them awake is your voice. Right. Right. But once we are asking, well, you have to ask a lot of questions when you're doing past life regression because you have to be paint the picture. You have to, you know, have the client continue continuously answer your questions so you can create the scene, mm-hmm. so you can create the movie. And once they're able to do that, and then you can, you know, where's your daughter? If you were sitting right here, who would be eating with you? Yeah, you know, it would be my mom and my dad, and it would be uh, oh, my 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 sister. Well, tell me about your dad. Yeah, is he tall? Is he short? Oh, he's tall. What kind of pants is he wearing? The more we do this with our past life regression clients, the deeper we move them into that particular life. Yes, yes. And then as they go on, and as they go on, we start to get the characteristics. And I don't like my brother. He he teases me. Well, why does he tease you? He says, I'm, I'm stumpy. What does stumpy mean? Does that mean that you're shorter than him? No, I weigh more than him. Ah, we have clue number one. We write that yeah. down. Yeah. So yeah. we use past life regression to figure out what's ailing the client in the current lifetime. Now, sometimes we may not get it. We right. may move into one, two, three lives, and we still... There are a few things there, but we may not get it. And that's when we move, we bring them from those different lifetimes, wishing those, the beings that we were speaking to peace mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. allowing them to recede back yeah. to where they are. They will be fine. And we then move immediately to the subconscious mind. And we try to pull the answers that we need after we've done the regression therapy, we try to get those answers from the subconscious mind. Right. And people may be saying this, listening, well, what do you mean the subconscious mind? Well, the subconscious mind is source, basically. Yes. It's your higher self. Well, and this is the and term that just, Dolores uses, particularly. She calls is, the SC, whereas 
some people might call it the collective unconscious, you know. Unconscious mind, subconscious right. mind, collective, God. Like God, you know, exactly. Uh, Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yeah. And let's just talk about it. Once we finish the regression therapy portion of it, and when you say, we know that you take care of Jennifer, and we know that you're responsible for Jennifer, and you know everything that's ever happened in Jennifer's life, and we respect that. Can I ask you a few questions, please? And clients, when you hear the yes, are you sure I can ask you a few questions? Because I know how protective you are, Jennifer. Yes. Uh, and then we get through all that stuff, and then we finally start to ask the questions. And we typically try to get the body scan done for the clients first, you know, and there are a lot of different meditations where you can do a body scan and that it's a certain meditation that helps you focus on certain part of the body. But when we do a body scan in quantum healing hypnosis, we're looking for disease. We're looking for anything that might be out of order with the body. And because the subconscious mind is so brilliant, sources are so brilliant. It'll do the scan. And like Dolores taught us, are you done yet? Did you find anything? Still working. We're still working on it. Right. Yeah, we found something. You know, so we go through all of that. And then once that's happening or while it's happening, you move through the questions. And I'm still trying to figure out why is David having anger issues and frightening his wife? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm so so once I go through the scan and may I ask a few questions and I'll come back to that one. You know, I moved David two lifetimes. Why did you show him this, those lifetimes? And you'll get why he showed it. Subconscious mind will tell you, why is David so angry? I couldn't find a lot of information there. David has been having these anger moments with his wife. And you'll start to get the answer. If they say, I don't know, then you don't have the client that deep. Because a client should never say I. They mm-hmm. never speak in the first person. Mm-hmm. It always has to be in third person. Mm-hmm. We. You know, so we use regression therapy to, quite frankly, identify the current life issue. Right. And we typically can get it there. And if we can't, we will then bring that question forth. Once we bring the subconscious mind, the higher self out and get an answer there. And typically we get the answer that we're looking for. It also seems to me that working with the past life regression stuff allows us to go deep enough that it kind of primes the pump for the subconscious to speak. Jason, I told you I was going to come to this place in the conversation where I was going to say to you, oh my God, I cannot believe how time fast the time has gone by and we're there. I know. I I know. You You and I vibe so well. Oh my God. (laughs) And you and I could talk. I mean, we could talk. Yes. I always want to be sure to ask you if there's anything that you totally want to be sure you say before we end this conversation. Well, I'd like people to uh, explore uh, Empowered by Consciousness. Yeah. Um, they can go to my website, jasonmedlock.com backslash the book, uh, the dash book. And, you know, and that'll be in the show notes, out, guys. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but more, more importantly, explore yourself. And I try to, the message I want to leave with everybody is mindfulness. If you start with mindfulness, that will take you a long way as you try to identify different problems or issues or things that are not going right in your life. It takes you, it'll help you get there much quicker if you start off with mindfulness. You may say, well, what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is noticing the little things about yourself, about things in the room, about the the curvature on the couch, just the little things that are in your everyday life, start to pay attention with great detail. In your meditations, start to really, really feel the air on your arms and you know, rubbing your fingers together very, very gently until you can feel the grooves in your fingers, putting your feet on the floor and wiggling your toes until you can feel all the toes wiggle 
And that's mindfulness. And that's mm-hmm. building the muscle of realizing. And once you do that, then you can kind of diagnose the issues that you're having because you're able to realize it uh, in such a profound way. So I want to leave that that ground, that ground floor ingredient that you may need uh, to help you live a better life. Awesome. The word heartfulness yes. came to my mind too, you know, like the living in our heart and that mindfulness, that dance of just like that. It's not egofulness, it's mindfulness. It's that awareness. So Jason, I always love to do a little bit of time travel at the end of each episode, because I truly believe that podcasts exist outside of time. We record them, they are listened for years and years and years to come. And I sort of think of the broadcast and the and the recording as like we're dropping a rock or a boulder sometimes in the river of time, and it ripples both ways. It's going to keep going forward into the future, but it's also going back and broadcasting to earlier times. And so yes. I believe we are we can and will send a message back or touch a message back to a younger part of you. And so what I always love to ask is, when are we going back to? Who are we going back to? And what is the message? Not what would you say, but specifically if you were speaking directly to young Jason, like this is your chance to talk to him. What will you tell him? Jason, pay more attention to the inside. Spend more time understanding the peace that's within you. Understand this. The outside world is a construct your imagination. The inside world is where it really, really starts to make sense. Pay attention to the way you feel. Pay attention to all the little things that are happening inside of you. And once you do that, you'll be able to manifest. You'll be able to bring anything that you want into your life as long as it's for the greater good of all. And what time frame are we sending this back to? How old we're gonna is send Jason? this we're gonna send this back to 30-year-old Jason. Nice. Nice. Yes. I was also imagining nine-year-old Jason is looking for God everywhere. And just thinking, <laughs> you know, it's so sad that our culture has gotten to this idea of like the guy in the sky, like this, you know, sort of like the idea of God is separate from us. Because really, yes. what if we were taught? Like, God, this is God. Like, God is everywhere. God is everything. You know, and yet it's like, I mean, as a nine-year-old, you're like, where is the dude? (laughs) The basis of Belinda Womack's book, The Twelve Archangels, is this is an experiment. And God wants to see if we believe that we're separate. Because when we incarnate, we then move into a world where they uh, value time. Mm-hmm. And time gives the illusion of separation. Right. That we're separate from source, from oneness. Mm-hmm. So when you said separation, that immediately came to my head. But yeah. the key is, can the goal is, can these souls, while they're incarnated in these avatars, find their way back to oneness? Right with on. The illusion of time looming uh, within this construct, this third dimensional construct. Absolutely. Jason, I could talk with you for hours. I I could talk with you forever. (laughs) You and I are definitely, um, you know, I don't know, you're a brother from another mother. Um, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm a sister from another mister. (laughs) Final question. And you mentioned this, but let's repeat it. How do people get in touch with you? Just go to www.jasonmedlock.com. That you can get me there. Uh, phone numbers are there. Emails. I have all, all kind of courses on my website. Uh, I just finished a seven day boot camp, a mindset boot camp for those of you who are really trying to just take the next step. You know, tired of being frustrated, tired of starting something and you never finish it. You know, this promotion I was going to get on my job, they put somebody else in there in front of me. Why did that happen? It's because of your mindset. Yeah. It's because of how you look at things. So I have a seven-day course on there. Just a lot of different things that will uh, have some free hypnosis uh, sessions that I recorded. 
And obviously, I did this uh, Crystalline River recording. Mm. I re-recorded Dolores's, uh, the one that she has in the back of our packet. I re-recorded that, and it's on there for healing. Awesome. Uh, and I have another Elevate Your Mindset uh, hypnosis audio, a script I put together. So there's some freebies on there, too. But um, www.jasonmetalock.com. Uh, go for it. You can find me. Perfect. 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 Okay, guys, www.jasonmedlock.com and check out his podcast. Expansion of Consciousness at Expansion of Consciousness on YouTube. At Expansion of Consciousness on YouTube. And uh, check out the wisdom that this man is dropping. Jason, thank you so much for being part of this. Thank you so much for this rich, just juicy conversation. This was awesome. And it will be a part three and we'll be on my show, uh, Jen. And I want to thank you for having me on. And uh, and when you, the last time you called, you was like, hey, you're going to come on. I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of trying to get this book done and all this stuff. Yeah. But uh, you were patient and I, and I enjoyed it. And um, we'll start tag teaming each other, you know, every other month, every, every quarter, whatever it takes, because we both have a lot to say and it's important that people hear us. Right on, right on. I hope that you just... Keep on thriving. Keep on doing the amazing work you're doing. Thank you for being you. Thank you. I appreciate it. As we come to the end of this episode, I'd love to hear what you're taking from this show. Please jump over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com to leave your comments. In the show notes, you'll find a link to grab your copy of My Empathic Safety Guide, three basics for finding calm in the eye of the storm. And while you're there, please subscribe and follow this show. And thank you for your help sharing this show with the people who need it. Please help me to spread the word and send this podcast to friends or family members who need support living as highly sensitive empathic people. Then join me again when the next Empathic Mastery Show airs. Okay, one last time. Hop over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com for your Empathic Safety Guide. And until next show, shine on. We need you and your gifts here on this planet. So please don't judge your empathic rainbow by colorblind standards.